Hey everybody, this is Jim, and welcome to the Faith Tested by Fire podcast. For more information, go to the main website at www.simplefaithworks.com. That's www.simplefaithworks.com. Today I want to talk about overcoming nagging fears and doubts. In the book of Numbers, it says the 12 spies entered the promised land on behalf of the people of Israel. Of the 12, only two of them brought back a good report, Numbers chapter 13. Joshua and Caleb told the children of Israel that the promised land was there for the taking, even though it was occupied by giants. The rest of the 10 spies brought back what the Bible calls an evil report. Their report made the people fearful and filled their hearts with unbelief. Although they admitted the land did contain everything God promised, 10 of the 12 spies basically gave an excuse why the obstacles that stood in their path were just too formidable. You know the rest of the story. An entire generation died looking at the promises of God from afar. Joshua and Caleb were the only ones, years later, to enter into the promised land. God himself was angry with his people because they refused to trust him and step out in faith And as a result, the Bible says they could not enter into the rest God had for them. So are things really any different today? Why do Christian people have so much unrest in their hearts? They may not be facing physical giants, at least not at the time of this writing. Nevertheless, they're bound by fears, dreads, and obstacles that are keeping them from experiencing God's best. God's best for you is for you to have peace and rest within yourself, no matter what the circumstances. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 4, the American King James Version puts it like this. It says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Psalm 23, verses 5 and 6 says that God prepares us a table in the presence of our enemies. In the sixth verse, it says that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Notice in the sixth verse, it's not just talking about after this life. It says goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The point is, you can never be truly prosperous in life until you have peace and rest within your heart. To get to that place... Your mind has to be filled with God's word instead of the headline news. For example, it says in 2 Peter 2, verse 8, this is the NIV version, talking about Lot, it says, For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. This scripture is a reference to Lot and what he experienced in his lifetime. Seeing and hearing Um, all about the lawless deeds of the day, according to the Bible, will torment your soul. Think about how many people spend their days collecting news about the Illuminati, bank corruption, the police state, etc. The list goes on and on. Sure, you don't want to be living with your head in the sand, but if as much effort was put into building your spirit and strengthening your faith as it is keeping up with the bad news, you'd be like Jesus, sleeping on the boat in the midst of a storm. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, all things are possible to those who believe. People may not realize it, but they're in essence feeding their fears and starving their faith. They need to reverse it. So if you use Joshua and Caleb as examples, 
What do you think kept them from being discouraged by the giants they saw when they spied out the land with the others? Everyone saw the same thing. No one denied the existence of the problem. The difference was only two people focused on God's faithfulness after the challenge presented itself. Sometimes we think our own situation is so unique, complex, or difficult that these details somehow affect God's ability to intervene. With all the details and looking and focusing on all these details, what it's actually doing is affecting your resolve and your commitment to believe. If you've been struggling with situations or circumstances for any period of time, it can become something you inadvertently accept as a reality in your life. For example, the problem is big, you're small. End of story. Although people don't consciously say that, they examine their ability to solve the problems in their own strength. All things are possible to those who believe or trust God without doubting in the midst of adversity. So there's two kinds of adversity. The first kind exists in the visible world around you. It takes the form of some kind of test or hardship. The second kind of adversity manifests within you. This is when you're challenged in the deepest recesses of your mind and heart to open yourself up to doubts, fears, and worries. The Bible says that Job greatly feared that his children might be sinning against the Lord. He made sacrifices for them regularly. In other words, he faced interferers long before they showed up on the outside. Maybe you're fearful of what's happening with your own children, and that fear is robbing you of God's peace. Let me be perfectly honestly, honest about this when I say this. It takes a heartfelt commitment and a decision to really believe and trust God. I don't disagree that there are many things wrong in the world today. There are plenty of blogs and news reports dedicated to bringing us every manifestation of evil as it happens. That's today's news. It wasn't any different in Jesus' time. Sure, they didn't have blogs back then, but the world was, for the most part, under the control of the Roman Empire. Did Jesus or his disciples invest their time and energy reporting on the politics of the day? Think about it. Were the atrocities of the day any less evil than the atrocities of today? Instead of focusing on the problems and the personalities that generated the news of the day, they preached the kingdom of God to those who had ears to hear. In other words, their message was timeless because God's word is timeless. God's promises apply to every generation of believers. That includes this present generation. We see a lot of discouragement, anxious people talking about the end of days, but it's within these days between now and then, that lives are saved and changed. You have the days God has given you to inspire others to fear not, doubt not, and overcome all kinds of problems. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but the Bible says, but of power, love, and a sound mind, if you believe. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I hope you'll recognize a simple fact. You can't immerse yourself in the news and expect to be unaffected by it. The most often repeated phrase in the Bible is fear not or be not afraid. The message is very clear. God doesn't want you to be afraid or troubled by any of the things you see happening around you in the world today. Fear brings torment and torment is from the enemy of your soul. On the other hand, 1 John 4.18, perfect love will drive out fear. 
It all depends on what you're opening yourself up to. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening or reading. For more information, go ahead and check out the main blog at www.simplefaithworks.com. That's www.simplefaithworks.com. This is Jim, and thanks for listening.